is almost dying when I've turned it off and played for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel strong. Yeah, <laughs> you are. We work well together, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Talking Experiments from Borealis, a festival for experimental music in Bergen, Norway. I'm Christiane Milgo, and in this episode, I'm meeting two more artists as they prepare for a performance at Borealis 2021. I'm Anna Marta Divi. Uh, I'm a visual artist. Well, I'm Ruth Bakke. I'm a composer and a musician. We met at a studio in downtown Bergen to talk about who they are and what they do. Yeah, installation, sound, text-based work. But uh, the latest years, mostly video. My main instrument is the organ, but I play a lot of instruments. I've played a viola and a French horn in symphony orchestras. I have maybe 50, 60 instruments. I played all the instruments of the orchestra, but not in an orchestra. Ruth Backe, born 1947, has composed for everything from brass bands, chamber music and other orchestras and has been the organist at the Norwegian church in Stortetweit just outside of Bergen for half a century. She has a fascinating story with studies in the United States in the 60s and 70s and a background in elite sports. Anne Marte Duvi born 1979, holds an MA from the Art Academy in Bergen and has a special interest in technology and time, human existence, survival and behavior. I'm interested in how the two women from two different generations and artistic fields met and started to collaborate. It was a moment I was in my kitchen and I listened to the radio while making dinner, I think, and it was this spillerum and there was an interview with uh, Hestholm and Ruth Bakke. Mm. And what Ruth told about her work in the field of music and her biography that she describes a little bit really catch my ear. But then they played a clip from um, Sphere, I think it's called, a piece of music that I think Ruth wrote in 1992. And I, it's amazing. really really blew my mind in a way and I think since I'm a visual artist uh, when my brain start making images uh, like they did when I heard Ruth's music it started something Mm. Uh, and I couldn't let go of this imagery inside my head that this music made and uh, it was very much about the organ this huge machine that uh, she's uh, an amazing player of so I contacted her uh, and asked if um, I could film her or and film the organ and and um, yeah and Ruth is a remarkable uh, force of uh, creativity and uh, music so yeah she also will evoke a curiosity mm. as a as a as a person for me mm. Mm. 
What was it in particular that you found so fascinating about Ruth's story? Her approach, I think. Mm. Consistent and strong approach to music and and she uh, she's a very unique organ player and how did you feel about being contacted by a visual artist i like that i'd wanted to do that so very very nice <laughs> <laughs> that's great um can you tell me a bit about your performance um decomposition for borealis or performances yeah we, we i'm going to play the piece twice but but the the videos will be different i think the first time you will do what's going on in the church and in the organ which very few people have seen before you know going into the organ and see the mechanisms and how things are moving in there when i'm playing yeah and the second film is i uh, captured the changing of nature during the year 2020 that we just came out of. Mm. So I've filmed nature changes. Um, it's like an archive of nature changing every season this uh, uh, year. And I will edit this to Ruth's composition. So you have one kind of visual score and the live score. That is what uh, Ruth was mentioning where we will film inside the organ. Uh, so we have several cameras placed in there that will be live playing. And uh, we also had some uh, pre-recorded um, clips from inside the organ when it has been playing uh, earlier. And during Borealis and during the performance, I will play these video clips based on Ruth's playing the organ. How would you technically film inside the organ it seems like really futuristic and really <laughs> difficult <laughs> yeah. technically in a way i like that you mentioned futuristic because i think i've been thinking a little about an organ of course because of uh, it's um, uh, it's instrument and it's kind of the base of this project this collaboration and i've been thinking how they viewed that mechanism mm. back in the day when the organ was new it was probably a very futuristic uh, uh, construction or technology and, and it's super advanced and very very amazing and also kind of a, a pedagogical tool because you can see how mechanics works and you hear how mm. so one of the videos is from inside the organ and the other one is nature shots mm. from changing seasons mm. um do you perceive the organ as something mechanical or something more organic it's a mechanical organ it's organic it's live pipes it's nothing electronic about it yeah and You'll hear sound or, uh, sounds out of the organ that you never heard before, I think. Yeah. Because there are more ways to play it than most organists do. <laughs> yeah, and just to add also, this huge machine meeting the body of Ruth playing on it, of course. Because when, at least Ruth as an organ player, when she plays the organ, it's very, very physical. It, you know, it's arms and legs and the breathing and it's like, It's, it's heavy stuff, just like the organ is. So uh, uh, machinery 
uh, but also the body is a machine so it's also very interesting meat i think there yeah also because you have a background with a lot of sports yes i do so mm. do you think this perhaps influences the way you you play yeah, the organ yes I, i think it gives me a, well like i use the paddles a lot you know my legs and that's a balancing thing because you pretty much balance on your tailbone because your hands are free to move around your f legs are so you just have to really balance while playing all these there are three manuals on this organ and I, there's a full paddle board so and there are lots of pistons and things to kick to change the sound so you really said balancing you know so you need to be in good shape to to do all the little crazy things mm. I want to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um Just to get back to the performance, why did you choose to create the performance for the church space with all its religious connotations instead of a concert room? There's, there's no good organ in Bergen. It's not like Stavanger. They have a great organ there. But in Bergen, there's just some electronic junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the concert hall. Mm. And also the venue, Storetveit Kirke. Uh, is a beautiful space and I think um, people if they are religious or not can really can really enjoy that um, that room and it's also a, a known and great Bergen um, born architect uh, Landmark who, who drew it and it was finished in 1930 I think yeah um, So it's also uh, a piece of architecture. It's mm -hmm. a jewel, uh, not very known, I think, or of course to the neighbors around it and uh, and people that f are from Bergen will know it. Uh, but uh, I think for a lot of people living in the city, doesn't necessarily know how beautiful that church is. Uh, you don't need to be a Christian to enjoy architecture. No, definitely not. It's a good sound in the room, the resonation, you know. Liberation. Mm. What would you say are the main themes that you examine in your collaborative performance? A little bit this machinery of the body and the machinery of uh, the organ and the um, collaboration between man, or in this case, woman, uh, and machine. Mm. And how does the seasons come in? Yeah, I think um, transformation must be a word there. Uh, life and death. Mm. And when you say life and death, how will you hear that in the composition? Well, at least you'll hear, hear some lively music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you'll hear the lack of air. Mm. Mm. You know, and... Uh, The organ is almost dying when I have turned it off and played for a while. <laughs> mm. <laughs> How do you think this hybrid between music and visual arts benefits your performance? I like that, you know. 
I'm very visually minded, so I, I always see images with my music. Not necessarily what she thinks, but it's it's, <laughs> it's nice to see what she's making too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they they breed off each other. Uh, and also uh, what's quite interesting is that um, the tools that you make for composing music uh, and the tools that you make for composing a time-based visual work is very much the same. It's rhythm, it's contrasts, it's uh, light and heavy, and it's, uh, it's, it's the si- same principles that we build and compose. Mm. So that's also a, a piece of the research in this project is how these two things actually collide. Or, yeah, so it's also languages and methodologies that we have in common. And Ruth, how do you think it fits your style of composing to have nature added to it? Very fine. We'll just see how how the order of this nature is <laughs> evolving. Mm. <laughs> Before she told me that, I'd sort of made this piece. It's one piece, but uh, four sections. I had different names on them, and I won't say what those are yet because I'm not quite sure what it'll finally be, but... I also had the idea this could be the seasons, the four seasons. So, well, that fit very well. Mm. So you had this idea even before even she told before you? Even before she told me. We work well together, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's something in Norwegian we say, ur, fortelling, the changing or the circle of change over the year. And in the, yeah, it, it's repetitive. We built so much upon that structure so uh, mm. and also this decomposition that we have as a title for it is also to decompose and compose again so it's also that breakdown of things and the rebuild of things breakdown of yeah which we have absolutely also uh, seen around us um, that things are breaking apart and uh, we can just hold on to the hope mm. that it will you can assemble it again. Yeah. And so what comes first? Is it the image or is it the music that comes first in your collaboration? How do you ping-pong ideas back and forth? I don't know what is first. Probably the music for me in this case. I mean, mm. what can I do with the organ, you know? Mm. And also the music were the trigger here. <laughs> so uh, we have to say music, I think. Yeah. <laughs> When did you realize that music was your calling? Was it a particular experience? Well, already as a child, you know. When I was 10, I demanded to get piano, to learn how to play the piano. I just had to. We didn't have a piano at home for the first year, so I had to go downtown to my grandmother to practice. But still, I kept at it. And I also started 
in in the brass band to play in the brass band at that time and yeah and there was always a lot of music in my head you know I, I felt a little crazy in the beginning because I couldn't control it you know all this this music coming and pretty soon I started to write down some of it and yeah eventually when I when I I uh, learn learn more on how to write music and all that. I got, I got more control of it, but before then, I was, it was kind of I was crazy. Well, this music I couldn't control it. You know, it just came. Uh, so, how did, how old were you when you started to uh, write music? Well, when I was twelve, I I made music. I didn't write it down at that time, I guess. But mm. I've always liked to improvise. <laughs> how do you use improvisation now? Then uh, is it part of your practice when you? Yes, yes. I, I have a job now as a substitute, as an organist. So I, very often I improvise, pretty much everything except what I have to play of hymns. Yeah, I wish I could have a group of musicians to improvise with all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So as you just said, you have been an organist in Sturetsvite Church for. 45 years since 1972 that's a long time <laughs> but prior to this you have been traveling and educating yourself in the united states yes and you've worked in many different contexts what drew you towards the church and make music for this religious context well i was an atheist when i started playing the organ i was just fascinated by this big instrument that almost had an orchestra in it you know i I got a Fulbright scholarship to study in the U.S. The first year I, I was sent to a college in South Carolina. I felt that I'd come a hundred years back in time. We had black servants. Hmm. They waited on us in the dining hall. They made our beds, cleaned our room. You know, it was crazy. Yeah. I I had lots of objections to the way they treated people mm-hmm. so I was kicked out uh, after a year they wouldn't let me be there anymore even though I had top grades so I was kicked out and then I found out I had a relative a distant relative who was chairman of Texas Lutheran College so I, I got to go there and study so I didn't have to go back to Norway <laughs> after one year so but there you also had to have a course in theology to to graduate so I had to read some which made me start thinking so I was such a strong atheist I didn't even consider trying to pray or anything but just one day I felt God was talking to me so loud I I had to sort of give in in a way (laughs) So, well, things changed a little. Yeah, yeah, there must have been a huge change. Yeah, and then after this, you went to Norway. Yeah, I stayed four years in the states in different places. Well, when I when I came home, I I went to the the church that in the congregation where I'd grown up, you know, and asked if they needed me there. 
and, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> and stayed for 45 years. Yeah, I know I'm substituting and <laughs> still playing some of that, but since I'm over 70, I can't hold a regular position anymore, which is kind of cheap. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that having developed a set of musical skills before working in the church allowed you to be more your own on the scene? Yes, I'm not very traditional, I guess. <laughs> I feel free to do what I want to do. Yeah. Was that welcomed in the church? I think the congregation is pretty good at accepting what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah. I think they understand why I play all these crazy sounds. and It, it fits in in the whole context to the way I do it, I think. in so many different <laughs> artistic media and also within a really broad cultural field uh, mm. with a lot of positions. Um, how did you settle on on video projections for this particular project? What made you think that this was the media you wanted to use? I think the entrance was uh, the camera. Uh, that's how to enter this body Uh, of the organ, the camera has to help <laughs> in a way. So uh, placing, yeah, go, uh, first it was uh, a guided tour with Ruth inside the organ. Mm. So <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> uh, so you can actually walk inside an organ. It's amazing, isn't it? So to share that, to be able, that's the great thing with the camera and, and with uh, uh, time-based footage is that you can share this you can share with with an audience yeah. so that's uh was very very motivating when visiting the uh, organ to share that experience it was to walk there with it mm. and it's all mechanical you know from when i push down a key and long abstracts move to to pull and open up underneath each pipe and uh They're going in two directions. One is opening for all the all the pipes of one register or one sound, mm. and the other one is opening for each key of the keyboard that you press down. When both are used, then you will have a sound. But these are long distances. There are lots of abstracts going different angles to get to each of these so, but it's all mechanical yeah. and so in your performance you will also use all of these different sounds and overtones and this span between the tones in this piece we're using a lot of, of, of the sounds yeah and i'm also playing on the what air is left after i turn off off the air you know 
So then you'll hear a lot of songs you never heard before. Mm. These things that we're talking about now is kind of showing the core of making art and making music because there is the urge to share this. That was my really, it felt very, very urgent when I met Rut and the organ to share mm. this, how I can share it because I cannot play the organ, but I can maybe play the imagery in a way. Yeah. That's really interesting because somehow this video inside the organ will also make a behind the scenes mm -hmm. tutorial about mm -hmm. how the organ mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. Yes. Somehow it's a, an invitation to get to know the organ perhaps. Yeah, it's also communicating knowledge. And this term tacit knowledge, the the silent knowledge that you cannot read and write about, but that mm. you have to be close to or watch or copy or learn in that sense. Is there a connection between the visual and the sonic in your work in general? Do you use sound a lot in your works? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's about communication and relating. So to get there, to relate or communicate, I use what I have in reach mm. or that is kind of tuned to get across what I want. Sometimes that is sound as well. Um, more often it's visual, but uh, sound is absolutely also a tool. Mm. Yeah. And so what does it mean to you to collaborate with a composer like Ruth on this project? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and uh, what we learn while we're working together is also about Uh, the relationship between us and but also about her knowledge the technology knowledge as she has the skills the experience and the physical interaction with uh with the organ so yeah maybe i'm i'm studying you it <laughs> <laughs> If you should ask each other a question, what would that question be? We get along so well. Like, mm. I guess we don't have just one thing we need to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, what started you doing vi videos and visual art? Hmm. What triggered you? Uh, when you talked earlier about this bubbling music mm -hmm. that I wanted to get out, uh, there was things in me uh, that needed to get at, out as well, mm -hmm. I think. And uh, and uh, really urged to get across uh, and also the feeling that people don't understand and that words is not always enough. You have to communicate with other uh, mediums as well. Yep. I have a question, not precisely like that, but one thing that is has fascinated me a lot with Ruth is her force what do you think when i say that Ruth? can you have you heard that before that you're very forceful or kraftfull uh, maybe not from artists but from other people yeah <laughs> yeah and I, i feel strong yeah. mm. 
<laughs> you are. Thanks so much for talking to me, Enemar de Duvi and Ruth Backe. Thank you Thank very you. much. Thank you. Thanks. The collaborative performances will premiere at Borealis, a festival for experimental music on Friday the 19th of March at Sturretweit Church. And a digital film version of the work will premiere online at 7pm on the same day. The music you've heard today was Ruth Backe's Sphere on organ. You can find more details of all of our projects at borealisfestival.no and please do check out the other episodes of Talking Experiments to hear more about our 2021 festival. Please also make sure to spread the word and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Talking Experiments was presented and produced by me, Christiane Melgo for Borealis. <laughs>